Hey guys, welcome to Showing Up with Grit and Grace. My name is Katrina and I'm here to walk with you as we navigate the different seasons of life together. In this podcast, expect real talk, a little tough love, and motivation as we take action toward living our best life. Just think of me as your new BFF. Let's go. Hey, I'm glad you're here. This episode is all about change and embracing change, and I think that is a really juicy topic for us to dive into. You know, change can be tough. It's hard to switch things up, and we actually think it's easier to stay in our comfort zone. You know, it's scary if you think about leaving that comfort zone, right? It's it's where we're comfortable. We're not really challenged as much, and, and that makes life easier, I guess, sometimes we think that. And then when you think about change, we're worried about all the new and all the unknown. And then, you know, your thoughts kick in and you start going down this path of like all these scenarios and all of this worry. And then that leads to anxiety, which we're going to address all this later. But Mel Robbins talks about the body's response when we're nervous versus excited. And actually, we have the same exact physical response. She used to tell herself that she was nervous before she spoke on stage. Um, And then, of course, she was nervous. And you can watch this in um, her five-second TED, or I mean, her TED talk about the five-second rule. And so she used to be like, oh, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. And then, okay, she goes on stage and she speaks and she's nervous. But when she did this work and she found out that you have the exact same physical response to nerves as you in anxiousness, as you do being excited, um, she switched it a bit and it served her. She decided to start telling herself that she was excited. And then she started thinking of all the reasons why she was excited. So before speaking on stage, she's like, oh, I'm excited. And you know that feeling you get when you're about to do something like that. It is maybe a little bit nerves, but she started telling herself, I'm excited. And then she started listing like all the reasons why she was excited. Totally different experience. So think about what we tell our students or what we tell our kids or what we tell our nieces and nephews, right? Or or even your best friend or even your spouse or, or someone like that. Just try it. Just give it a chance, right? We tell people that. You may like it. It might be even better than you expected. And we tell them this because we know that it could end up being great or you could love the new thing that you tried or they could be awesome at it. On the flip side too, sometimes you tell people not to because you're so stuck in fear and you're so stuck and comfortable that you can't even visualize it for someone else, right? But we encourage others most of the time to try the new thing because we can visualize it going so well for that person. And so we encourage them to leave their comfort zone and just try it. Now, if you're a friend that doesn't encourage people to do that, that might be um, you being stuck in your comfort zone and you're so stuck in comfort and comfortable ways that maybe that's why you don't even want others to try it, right? Like not to be, not that you're trying to be that way, but this could lead to, you know, more questions for yourself. But anyways, most of the time we might encourage ourselves, oh my gosh, just try it, do it. And for some reason though, we don't think that way for ourselves. Trying new things, moving forward, taking action, even when you aren't sure, actually creates clarity. Action comes at, Clarity comes from action. Sorry, I said that backwards. 
Brendan Burchard does a lot of work on this and so does um, Kathy Heller. She always talks about action creates clarity. And if you think about that, um, even just like think about learning a new board game and it's like, you know what, let's just start playing and I'll get the hang of it. Because once you start trying, you start learning along the way and then you get the hang of the new game. Or you might not know how it's actually going to work and you can't picture it out, maybe a new job or something. But then when you start getting used to it and you start trying it, you start just seeing how things are going to work out. Like action creates clarity. That, that makes so much sense. It helps us face our fears and when we can just lean into the unknown and the uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying all this because everybody's negative all the time. But like, let's be real. When you are faced with change any kind of change, that's difficult. Change is difficult. Even if it's good change, you know, having a new baby. I've got a new baby. Well, not, she's not, oh, she's seven months old now. What in the actual, um, that was good change, but change is still difficult, right? Or if it's a new job, well, actually I have a new role, a new job this year. That's changed too, but it's still difficult. We changed up our bathroom and our house. Change, but it's still difficult, right? Even if it's good change, change is difficult and it can bring up resistance and it can kind of change our mindset and it can ruffle our feathers a bit. And so because change is out of our hands most of the time, or I mean, we can choose it too, but we got to make sure we have the right state of mind and the right tools because change is going to happen. And change happens every day and you got to be prepared for it, right? Um, I just talked about this last week at my school and one teacher was like, hey, my husband was in a car accident and he's hurt and he can't help as much around the house because he's hurt. And while I'm so grateful that he's okay, it has still been a lot of change for me. It's still been tough. And so... That's a perfect example of how change can happen. Or I know families, if you get COVID and then your whole family gets COVID or, or like my poor dog hurt her back and she hasn't been able to walk, that's change, right? So it can be drastic change or it can be small change, right? Um, but if it's change that you already know is happening, you've got to let go of resistance and look up like for how you can prepare or make the most of it. So like having a new baby or something like that, or if it's changed, that's out of your control. How can you just find ways that that's happening for you and how the change can serve you, even if there is unknown, right? Um, we can be certain no matter what kind of change, we can be certain that this happened, this is happening for us. And we can be certain that this time, this change is going to serve us just because we've got the power. So regardless if it's change that you chose or change that's out of your control, we can be certain that it can happen for us. Even if like initially you're not pumped about the change, because listen, we have the power. So first of all, our brains God, our brains are amazing. And I keep doing work on this. I, it's just so interesting to me. So our brains and our thoughts create our experiences. And I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I, I just got to keep driving this point home because it's really fascinating how much control we really have and how wired we are and how we can also rewire our brains, okay? 
our brains and our thoughts create our experiences, but we're in control of that. Like how powerful is that, right? We just have to make sure we're helping our brains stay on track. Our brains are wired to keep us safe. Remember, I've told you this before, like back in the caveman days when there were lions and tigers and bears, oh my, um, our brains just wanted to keep us safe, right? Our brains just wanted to survive. So our brains are on the lookout for anything to worry about, anything that might be fishy, anything that might be dangerous. And then if we survived, cool, we did it. Like that's what your brain thinks. Our brain doesn't care if we had a happy day or not. It doesn't care if we found joy in our day. Our brain was like, hey, I just stay in fight or flight mode. I keep you alive. Cool. That happened. Great. Moving on. Okay. So now that we know that about our brain and you just got to keep that in mind, we know our brain seeks out the negative and it, and it worries and it, you know, looks for danger all to keep us safe. We know that now. So we just have to alter our thinking a bit because there aren't any more lions lurking around guys. So just got to rewire a few things. And that sounds a little crazy, but just trust me for a second, right? Let's think about our circle of control. Okay, so when dealing with things, it might be helpful to like list this out, right? So if a change has happened or is happening, list this stuff out. List what is in your circle of control and what's not. Like for real, make like on a piece of paper, do a little T-chart. On one side, what's in your control and what's not. And when you write down the things you're worrying about, you might realize, holy cow, I have so many things in, that I'm worried about that aren't in my circle of control, right? If it's not, you have to bless and release it. You can't hold space for things outside of your circle of control. We have too many other things to deal with, right? So you're going to have to, even if it's on your mind, if it's out of your control, why are you wasting energy on it? Because you can't do anything with it. It's out of your control, okay? Another thing we're in control of is our response to a stimulus, right? We can't control the stimulus, like let's say, for example, stress, but you can control how you react. So that's such a simple concept and it's really powerful, but like we got to remind ourselves of that, you know? So let me say it again. You get to decide how you experience this change. Like maybe you need that reminder. Maybe if you're going through change and you're struggling, then put it on an alarm as you're on your phone. You get to decide how you experience this change. It's all on you. Okay. Just like when COVID and the quarantine hit, you get to decide how you experience that change. Now, there's things out of your circle of control, but you can write the story. You're the author. Okay, so we all have a story we're telling ourselves, like actually about everything. If you pay attention to all day long, the language and what's coming out of your mouth, everything is a story you're telling ourselves, yourself, okay? And your brain looks for evidence to support that narrative, and it believes it, and that's the experience you have, okay? So all day long, you've got a story, you're telling yourself, your narrative, it might not be the truth, but it's your truth. That's crazy too. My truth is different than your truth, okay? I mean, like something as simple as you and I both watched the same movie. I could have thought it was incredible. You could have thought it was terrible and it sucked. 
doesn't have to be the truth, but it's your truth, right? That's that's where we're at, okay? So that's so crazy how we can have totally different experiences and we saw the same movie, you know? Doesn't have to be the truth, it's your truth, okay? But you can change the story anytime you want, okay? Because what you tell yourself, your brain looks for evidence to support that story. You believe it and that is your experience. And I talked about this in the last episode or in one of the other episodes about your, your language, right? If you've got a girl's weekend or vacation and you tell yourself it's going to be amazing and you're so excited for it, your brain looks for evidence to support that and that's the experience you have. Okay, but if you're going on a vacation and you're like, oh my gosh, my husband doesn't even want to go. My kids are going to be annoying. Three kids on an airplane. Oh, we're trying. We're going on a hike. I don't even like hiking, right? And you like say this, then that's the experience you're going to have. Okay, all in your thoughts and your language. Your thoughts become things. Mike Dooley was on Kathy Hiller's podcast. Gosh, so good. And he kept saying, your thoughts become things. Your thoughts become things. Well, your language and the story you tell yourself is connected to your thoughts. And then your thoughts become things. It, like it makes so much sense. So your story can be changed anytime you want. You're the author. You can redirect and reframe your thoughts. You just have to be aware of what you're saying and catch yourself and make a change. So that's where you got to use some strategies, right? Okay, so if you're thinking thoughts and using time and energy all day long, and what do we not have enough time or what do we not have enough of? Time and energy, right? We always complain we don't have enough time and energy. So if you're using time and energy all day long, then why not choose to think thoughts that serve you and give your time and energy and positivity and to like thoughts and actions that do serve you, right? If you're going to use time and energy on something, let's use it on something that's going to actually be helpful and serve you instead of on negativity that doesn't make you feel good and that makes you have a shitty experience, right? Like it's totally possible. So it's hard though. It's hard when we're thinking about this because you are breaking a habit, right? You're breaking a habit and breaking a habit is hard. However, it's also hard and challenging to think negative thoughts and feel frustrated and upset and stressed and think that everything sucks. Like both are challenging. Both are hard. You get to choose. You get to choose what you're doing, okay? So this is stuff you can use like all day long for anything that you want. But if you have specific thoughts around a certain thing, then you can make a plan to help your thinking around it. Okay, so let's say you're moving. Let's say you're moving your house, okay? You can be like, oh my gosh, we have to move, right? Now, most of the time, I might be wrong, but most of the time when you're moving, like it's exciting, you're excited for that next step, right? You're excited to um, be in that new place, that new house, that new apartment. Like most of the time that's exciting. However, you're already stealing some joy just because you're like, oh, gotta move, right? And so if anybody's like, hey, so you're moving, right? I hear that. And always your response is like, oh gosh, this is crazy. We have too much shit. We gotta move, right? That's your experience, okay? Here's what you do. To rewire our brain and to help our thinking around this, you identify your thought. So our thought, right? Like maybe this is the biggest thing on your plate right now. So when you identify your thought, find like the biggest negative thought you have. So um, 
maybe this is like controlling your days and all you're thinking about is this big move. Okay, so that's our thought. I've got to move houses, okay? Then you think, how can you reframe that thought in a way that will serve you? Now, when I say reframe the thought, I don't mean go to the complete opposite and a total lie, right? Like it has to stay aligned to you, but we can rewrite the thought or reframe this thought in a way that will serve you. Okay, so when moving houses, like that's a perfect opportunity to clean out, to get organized, to donate, right? So when people talk about like this move, you can say, oh my gosh, this has been so cool. I've been able to get rid of stuff. We've been able to get organized. We got to donate to some charities, right? Like totally different experience, totally different experience, right? So here's what you've got to do. Anytime that this negative thought that doesn't serve you comes up, you need to replace it with the new reframed thought. So if it's a certain time of day, maybe you need that alarm on your phone. Maybe it's something you're talking about at work. So you need it um, like on a sticky note to put, you know, on a sticky note to put on your desk. Maybe it is something that's happening at home. So you need it on the counter or on the fridge or on your nightstand or somewhere where you're going to see this. So then that way, it's not as hard to reframe that thought. Does that make sense? Okay. So you write down your new thought, you put it everywhere you need it. Listen, if you're like, well, hold on, I've got a lot of negative thoughts. Cool. Do this for all of them. Make it a reminder on your phone. Uh, write notes, write sticky notes, all of those things. Because our thoughts become things and our language supports those thoughts, right? So every time that negative thought comes into your mind, you can't control that. It's going to. It happens because our brain is wired to think negatively. That's why our brain's water, wired. But if it doesn't ser serve you, you've got to replace it with your new reframed thought. Okay? Practice doing this over and over and over again. Now, this applies to for how you text, how you email, how you think, how you talk, right? All of it. And you're going to start seeing shifts. It's crazy, okay? Next part of embracing change is being open-minded. Like saying you're open-minded and actually being open-minded are two totally different things, okay? But really try to see the other side of things, all right? So maybe you're at a new job. Try to get to know your new coworkers, okay? Try to understand how the new job works, you know, so oftentimes we think things are difficult and they seem difficult, but really it's just because we're not understanding something. I can't think of a single situation that turned out worse once I really tried to understand the other side. So one that comes to mind from a teacher point of view is parent conferences. Like there are plenty of times that a family thinks something just off the wall and they think that's what the teacher wants. And then once you have a conversation with them, you're like, oh my gosh, no, I was not saying 20 pages of homework every night. It, I, that's something silly. I don't know. But like they thought one way and your expe expectations were totally different. And then once you finally met those parents, it was like, no, we were just misunderstanding each other. Or there's been times where, 
you're trying to figure this kid out and you're not understanding something. And then you're like, oh, like now that you met the parents and the family and you understood, you're like, oh, okay, now I get it. And it all makes sense, right? So you have to like try to understand that other side. Okay. And that's hard, but you have to. So ask questions, but more importantly, like listen, listen with the other side of mind, not just like listen with intent to reply, like get quiet, listen, and try to understand things better. And this is with anything with the change, right? Even with your mouthy teenagers or even with, I don't know, a relationship you're in. Try to understand because a lot of times it's just misunderstanding and miscommunication. Okay, now when you're listening, no assumption, no judgment, just listening and understanding. And look for ways that this change could actually be better for you. So I know that like when we first started teaching during quarantine, like most teachers were in an absolute panic mode. Like it was so much change at one time. There was so much expected of us while also just like what is happening in this world. We were resistant. It was forced, which made us more resistant. It wasn't comfortable because it wasn't something we knew because it all was new. Like all of a sudden just being a full time online teacher was crazy. And we all were forced to change. But then there were people who were a bit more open minded and then they adapted and they were more successful at finding ways to make things easier for themselves. And they also then could explore options to teaching in a new way and how to make this online stuff work. And even though it was uncomfortable and scary, they still did it. And then if you stayed in your old ways as a teacher, like that made the experience more difficult. And I'm sure if you're not a teacher, but you were a parent on the other side of things, the same could apply to you, right? Life was not going to stay the same now that you're doing school at home and you're working at home. Like that was just so much. But now that we're all on the other side of that initial change, there are things that you can name off that came out of it that were, that were positive from it. Okay. And if you're stuck in a negative mindset around that and you're like nothing my kids are terrible it was awful like then that's your mindset that doesn't have to be the truth though I bet if you look back with a different lens you could find some good things out of it now I'm, I understand that this kind of change when when the world shut down and we all quarantined and stuff it was it was scary for most and I understand that not everybody thought it was the best time ever and like totally thrived. So I'm not sitting here saying when something like that happens, everything's going to be fabulous no matter what. But I'm saying there are some good things that came from it. Like I know when we were on quarantine, I know that my husband and I walked our dog and with our son like three times a day. Like we just had that family time, that outdoor family time. And I noticed there were so many more people active in our neighborhood walking and riding bikes. And I noticed there were so many more house projects going on and, you know, landscaping projects and stuff like just time to do those things that you had been wanting to. And, and it just seemed like a totally different neighborhood. Um, but when you're being open-minded during this change, you've got to get curious. You've got to explore. You've got to ask questions just like you would tell your kid, your student, your nephew, your best friend, right? Trust the process and learn and grow through the process.
okay? Um, that's like super important. And then also a change, um, you change. And just being aware, having some self-awareness as you change, okay? So that's idea number two. Idea number three, when change happens, you've got to let go of the idea of how you used to do it, how things used to be. And that's really freaking hard. I'm doing that right now. I'm comparing myself and my mental health and my physical health and my productivity and my body and all the things to like me a year, a year and a half ago, like before Mavi. And I keep finding myself going back to that and I keep catching myself in it. And the other day I didn't catch myself in time and I went down a full spiral and had a moment and then I talked myself back up and, it, and I'm just, I've been frustrated lately because I haven't had anxiety in a while until now and I've had so much of it. And I'm struggling with my body and, and I'm hurting and I'm aching and I'm, it, I just am not feeling good. And, you know, a year and a half ago, I was feeling great. I was arguably in like the best health I've been in, you know, and the way my clothes fit and where my mind is and how tired I am. Just I'm, I'm comparing myself to where I was a year and a half ago. And that's goofy because it's not a year and a half ago. I'm not even the same person I was last week. So how is that serving me? It's just making me feel worse or making me feel upset. And so we've got to let go of this idea of how we used to do it and how it used to be. Um, because... You can't expect to move forward holding on to the past. And if you're moving forward, but you're holding on to the past, then you're going to have a lot of frustration. And that's what I've been going through. Like right now, in real time, it's been happening. And and so speaking to, you know, education during this quarantine, like, gosh, and even last year and this year, like there are so many things that we're still learning to try to let go. And okay, now I might I might not be doing it, but I still think about, how I used to do it, right? Um, it's not even fair. Things aren't even the same now. It's just not even the same, right? So we've got to let go of those things because they're not serving us. Now, if there's something like something that worked well for you, or if there's something that you did well, like there are ways to bring bits and pieces from your past into this growing, evolving person you are now. So I'm not saying like, there's nothing from the past, especially like after change or whatever. But like even now with a, a second kid, I can't just be like, oh, we used to do this and we don't do that anymore. And hold on, like we're, we're now a family of four, not three. However, there are some things that we did that worked well. So we're going to continue doing those. So you just kind of that open-minded thing. But, but if you're holding on to how you used to do things and it's not serving you, you've got to learn to let that go. Comparison steals joy, even if we're comparing like ourselves to a different version of ourselves, right? Even if we're comparing, okay, teaching two years ago to teaching now, right? It's not fair to compare, so don't do it. It steals joy, okay? Um, we're here as humans to grow, and learn and adapt. You know that saying like you've changed. Yeah, hell, I better be changing. 
I'm growing, I'm learning more every day and I'm, I'm adapting to that, you know? If you're not growing, you're dying is what they say. And change is a beautiful example of something that will help you grow and learn and adapt, right? You go through it in real time, it might be tough and then you're like, okay, what I get from this? You know, sometimes when you're going through tough stuff, you can't in the moment think like, oh, how is this happening for me when like something terrible is happening? But once you're through it and as you're processing, you can think then how did that happen for me, right? Um, that makes you think like even when grandma passed away and I like I'm telling you the sadness I've had from grandma is I've never I've never been that sad before. But I remember thinking like, how awesome that I have this opportunity to be home with my family. And I'm like, ew, who am I? Like grandma passed away and I'm super sad. And I'm still like, how thankful I am that I'm around all my family, my sisters and my aunts and uncles and everybody. I was like pumped to be able to spend some quality time with my family. Because I think a lot of times when we go home, it's either like, in a long weekend and you just got to cram it all in in four days or I'm home and I'm like with mom and dad, but I don't get to spend as much time with like my cousins and aunts and uncles. And this time kind of forced us all to be together. And so I did, I got to spend time just, you know how it goes. If someone passes away, you just have downtime, I guess. I don't even know how to explain it, but I got to be with my family. And so I'm like, wow, that like happened for me, right? And that was really, that was really cool. I don't know. Anyways, so as we move forward and as we're experiencing change, you've got to keep reminding yourself that there could even be better possibilities on the other side of this change, right? So, okay, yes, we got to let go of what we used to do. And then, yes, okay, there's some things that you used to do or a job that you used to be good at or whatever change you're experiencing. Gosh, change is such a a wide subject, a wide thing. I can't even give enough examples. So as we move forward, you've got to embrace this change and this opportunity to grow and learn and adapt, right? And how, how this situation's happening for you. You know, what you focus on, you get more of. The more you focus on the past, the more frustrated you're going to be moving forward. Like, why not look for all the good coming from change? Like, embrace the crap out of it. Get excited for all that's going to come from this new opportunity and then look for it. And, and if you just change your language around it, you're like, your brain will find it. Your brain will help you find it. And every time your brain just goes a little bit off track, you just have to push it back into place, Right? Really utilize, I, you know, I, I hope you guys have a gratitude practice, but if you don't, maybe now's your time to start one and I could talk on gratitude practice all day. But if we know that the story we tell ourselves, like our brain is finding evidence to support that, if your brain knows, if you know you're going to write down things you're grateful for every day, then your brain's already looking for that. And what's cool is when you make this a habit, then even on the toughest days, like losing your best friend, grandma, you still can find some good. You know, they say not every day is good, but there's good in every day. And I absolutely believe that to my core. 
There is. There's good in every day. And maybe some days it's harder to find as much good. Um, but there is good in every day. And and even if you have to take it down to like the most simple things, like breeze, the breeze outside, the you know, the birds chirping, the night, the night with stars, the starry night. What am I trying to say? Or a certain t-shirt or a certain drink or a certain, right? Just take it to the small little things. Um, embracing that as you're embracing change. Hold on to those little things, those little things that make you happy, those little things that you want to be grateful for. You know, so many people have said, um, I've talked to so many people who have had COVID and it's like fundamentally changed their lives. It, it like really defined for them what was important and what to hold on to and how important it is to take care of yourself and so on. And so like maybe this change can be that for you or maybe you develop that before you even experience a big change, right? But everything is happening for you if you choose to look at it that way right? Because it is every, like you learn and grow. Think about like traumatic times and and hard times. And then on the other side, you're like, holy shit, I got so much from that. There are, there are rainbows after the storm and it might be a long fucking storm, but there's still some rainbows, right? So here's how crazy this is. When I was like getting together some notes to make this episode, I got a text and I, I am on like a lot of text chains from either influencers or like positive or motivate motivational sayings or whatever, just because I like to be surrounded by that. Like I get to control that. So I'm going to be surrounded by it. Right. And it's so good when the universe aligns. Right. So this one's from power of positivity. And so I just get random text and it said with repetition, your mind believes what you feed it, feed it, love, feed it, faith, feed it, positivity as often as you can. And if you don't, it runs its own course, which usually ends up being negative. You have to make the conscious choice over and over until it overrides and becomes the default. I thought that was so cool. Like we're creating a habit here. We're just breaking an old one and creating a new one. And we're just reframing our thoughts. So consuming positive content daily, reframing your thoughts, reminding yourself that you're in control, it'll help you go in the direction you want to go in. Guys, we only get one chance to make the most of our time here. And you are in control of how you experience it. I can't stress that enough. Like, remember your why. Why are you here? Make the most of the change and embrace all the good things that come from it. Amazing things are on the other side of this change. They just are. This experience is happening for you. You just have to shift your brain, open your eyes and your heart to see it and to to feel it. Okay, so embrace the change and keep showing up with grit and grace. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you found a takeaway that was helpful for you or something that resonated. I'd love to know if you liked my message. It would be awesome if you would DM me or share this episode and tag me at Katrina McMurtry. We're in this together. You're already doing it. You're making moves. I'm so grateful you're here. Keep being awesome.